0: raya hey jeff so here we are i don't are you still jet-lagged from our uk trip
1: uh no not (laughs) jet-lagged definitely not
0: you got a little scratch in your voice
1: well you know i brought back an uninvited visitor
0: oh you got a souvenir from glasgow Glasgow.
1: Ah. Glasgow. yeah um i got i got la corona Mm. so it's okay. She's gone.
0: Yeah. Good and riddance. This
1: what's this is what's left. Um. A raspy voice. So you're gonna have to put up with that for a little bit.
0: Well, hopefully you're. It'll be a hundred percent soon, and we'll be talking more about our adventures. Hopefully, real soon, and hopefully joined by a couple or a few fans, fellow fans that we met along the way,
1: and some new ones, I think too. Yeah.
0: yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. But, but today's Jeff. episode is not that. Yeah.
1: Jeff, today, we're checking off another of the unicorns from our list.
0: Yes. (laughs) Would you
1: like to tell our listeners who is joining us today?
0: Yes, I most certainly will. And I'm very happy to announce that we'll be talking to this guy who is uh, very facially haired in this picture, but I'm no longer so. But anyway, Sid Griffin, who we've met. if we could count how many times we've mentioned Sid throughout our 170-plus episodes, uh, it would easily be in the double digits. We've um, uh, referenced him in regards to what he's written about the Paisley Underground, of course, the Long Riders, and um, numerous occasions. So we're very pleased to be able to speak with Sid today about this new album, September, November, in small form and large form, whatever. <laughs> um, But uh, yeah, we're talking about their new record, September, November, which came out in March. Yeah,
1: March 10th, to be exact. And let me just share with you a little quote from a a review. And if you put off buying the new album or thought, eh, what one more could there be? Um, Jeff and I talked about, I saw The Long Riders. I was in January I
0: was yeah I thought it was late
1: 20 Oh it was late November.
0: Okay. That's what
1: I thought. <laughs> November of 2022, forgive me. Uh September, but,
0: November, whatever.
1: You know, it's all <laughs> flooded together. But at that time I remember thinking, "Oh my gosh, I've missed them so much performing and they were just they were just a blast and they were on fire." So, when I read this quote, I go this puts in a little nugget the essence of this new album. So uh, this reviewer, and it was a fan review, but I like the quote so much. So, when it's easy to rehash old ideas, the Long Riders have produced an album with a more diverse set of songs than previously and with great success. Wow. And Jeff and I have talked about this album just uh, before this meeting today and we've talked about this is a really hard sound it's a really good rocking record and if you write them off as oh they're just country no they're definitely alt country but this album goes in a lot of different directions and under the very masterful eye of Ed Stasium, I think it's such a cohesive unit and it's so worth it, and I cannot wait to talk to Sid.
0: Agreed. Yeah, perfect. I love that quote because um, I I like to say that they really spread their wings on this one, which I I think is true. But sometimes I think I think things that I'm not sure that everybody else is hearing or thinks the same things. But I've mentioned that to a few people, and everybody seems to agree that one, it's a fantastic record, and two, they definitely seem to be um, branching out a little bit in some. Um, slightly uh different territories and doing some new and exciting things so i'm glad that you read that because i totally agree
1: yeah and i mean i'm no i know we'll have a lot more to talk about but i think you and i can definitely say based on what we've heard from the band and what we've read from the band to do this album and finish it without tom stevens um was difficult but i think They've given us something that embodies the spirit of long riders and shows that there's still so much more to discover and try out. And believe me, Tom Stevens is very present in this record.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And um, yeah, but Jeff, enough gushing, let's get started. Hi, this is Soraya.
0: And this is Jeff.
1: Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme.
0: A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes.
1: We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, be out. Let's get Groovy. groovy. groovy.
0: groovy. 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 Oh, boy, All right, let's get us started.
1: I say let our listeners know who has graced us today with their presence.
0: So, we are today with the wonderful, great Sid Griffin that we've been wanting to talk to for since we started this podcast, right? So, 100%. Um, and we have a great reason to. What? Oh. Nice. We got did, a little. you see there. that
1: fender amp right there?
0: Did so, it looks like that? we got, we're in the jam room, the music room, the exercise yeah. room.
2: All
0: of the above. All of the above. So we have a definitely have a great reason to be talking to Sid today, and that's because this month on March 10th, the Long Riders released this great album in many different formats. Yep. I suggest getting them all. <laughs> like ah,
2: yes. very clever.
0: Yes. Yes. And um, everybody that we've talked to, Soraya which is probably at least a dozen people, think that this is one of the band's best releases. Yes. And as you were discussing in our introduction when Sid wasn't here, uh, we definitely feel like the band is branching out and um, doing some new things um, with this album, while still remaining absolutely the Long Rider. So Sid, thank you very much for joining us today. You're and welcome. We thank you for this record. And we got a few questions, don't we, Soraya?
1: Absolutely. And I think we want to start out with, um, we know a few singles have come out, but Talk to us a little bit about the title, September-November um, and then the single, September-November Sometime. Where does that come from?
2: Greg, Greg titled the album, I didn't title the album, our drummer Greg Saunders titled the, here's a CD. He, he titled it and it's in reference to the uh, fact that we're in the autumn of our years, autumn of our career. Haven't quite reached the winner yet, but um, that, that's what it's about. It's like, you know, the Sinatra album, the September of my years was cut when Frank Sinatra was, I think, 52 or something. And uh, so Greg thought September, November was a good title for the album. And I didn't even know why he titled it that till he said so in an interview, another Zoom call that we were doing with someone. And so I think it's very appropriate because, uh, you know, we are in the autumn, perhaps late autumn of our career. So it makes a wonderful, wonderful title for the album. I think it sums the things up very well.
0: So was the title track? Well, kind of the title track September, November sometime. Does was that already written?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the song, the album was recorded and we were looking for a title. And Greg said, I think Steven titled the last album Psychedelic Country Soul because he said that's what it was. So um, I want to title this one. And I said, okay, well, if you're so smart, what's the the name of it? By God, that's the name of it. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent.
0: We were talking about in the introduction how this record is so good. We definitely feel that the band um, is definitely not at the end of your career. We definitely feel like this music that you produced is something that's very relevant and also very good. It doesn't sound like a band that's uh, in their winter years by any means, but. you're not young whippersnappers
2: anymore that's for sure no, that's for sure we're not the new kids on the block but i i there the, there were three songs that were finished for this album we were thinking about doing a two uh lp set a double album but the record label cherry red said they just weren't interested in a double album so we stopped but there's two of my songs i'm very proud of and there's a song of stevens and then there's the uh down to the well which has never been on an album and there's tom stevens song A bear in the woods, which has never been on an album, so that's five songs right there. So when it comes down to it, we recorded six more songs. Wow! You have a uh, long writer's album. So who knows? Maybe we'll do an EP kind of thing and then put them all together. I would like that because the two songs of mine that are in the can are—I'm very proud of—they're really good. We had a very fruitful time with Ed Stasium last uh, July. So you know, there's like I said, there's three songs that didn't make the album. They're real good wow it could have been a double. could have been your london yeah i I wanted to keep going make it in fact there was an instrumental of mine besides the song for ukraine that we didn't get to that uh i wanted to uh uh record and ed was you know we were working at Stasium's derriere off so he was i said okay well we'll drop the second instrumental and then i was speaking to cherry red and they said look we just don't Want a uh, we have no, there's no market f- right now for a uh, uh a, a long riders uh, two LP set, so okay, that 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 was it. That idea
0: uh, understood, understood, yeah, that makes sense. And Sid, I was doing a little bit of research, and um, go on, in, um, Ed stasiam has done you've worked with him on a couple of albums, including the 2019 Psyched Up Country Soul, which I've got here with the a little glare, yeah. so you look kind of like a ghost in this in this version <laughs> but um uh so ed Stasium's is probably a 20 minutes south of where i am um in north san diego specifically poway um, oh, yes yeah so obviously you guys like working with ed and the results are clearly evident like how great he is with you guys well uh, why- he's
2: definitely the uh i should say fifth long rider but now that tom's gone he's the fourth long rider but uh yeah he's definitely pretty much a member of the band i wish we'd have met ed earlier on than when we did meet him for two-fisted tales i wish we'd have met him even earlier he's a great guy we work really well with him and on a personal level we're very close with him very close
0: great and you like his setup in poway there's a good
2: it's a kind we've recorded with ed we recorded two-fisted tales at a m in a very formal uh back when the record industry was really the record industry and there was a lot of money being sloshed around uh and then we recorded uh psychedelic country soul at dr dre's place called record one or record one i guess they'd call it in um los angeles in the san fernando valley and now we've recorded at ed's house but of course his house is pretty spacious and um he's got so much recording equipment and knowledge of the industry I mean, not knowledge of the industry, but that too, but certainly the knowledge of how to make a record that, I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, I had a band of a bluegrass thing called the Cold Porters and we recorded an album with Ed. So I've recorded with Ed a lot longer than uh, Greg or Steven have. I've, I've had another like three weeks with the guy and he mixed the Cold Porters album before the album he produced. He mixed that one. So I have a long history with ed ed says the only guy that's worked with him more than me are the huda gurus i think he's done six albums with the Hoodoo gurus oh wow nice! But he's an amazing guy i mean i can't on, and he's a good musician himself so on so many levels he's the right guy for us
0: nice very nice and if i'm not mistaken i think he, he took you to petco park to see the padres <laughs> no he
2: wouldn't go he's not oh, a sports he's- guy. Uh, okay, okay.
0: I think he stayed at home. he's
2: not a sports guy
0: at all. All right, all right. Well, that's my team, Sid. So, I'm... oh, we had a great day. Excellent. There's
2: Excellent. that picture on the inside of the album. It was just a great day at the ballpark, lovely ballpark.
0: It's, it's amazing. Sorry, Soraya. I know you're a Dodger fan, but
1: that's okay. That's okay. You know, Sid and I can, can talk other sports too because he's a Kentucky fan and I'm an yeah. UCLA fan. And well, but, anyways, um, I had another question, Sid, for you. So, um and please correct me if i'm wrong the album started with tom and unfortunately tom Stevens passed and we were curious what made the three of you decide the time is right to come back and finish
2: well we hadn't started with tom okay
1: thank you
2: country soul full stop and there was the vague idea that we want to do another album and we'll get it together at some time and uh uh tom unexpectedly died and it took a year to the day from tom's death to the day it was released for us to do one song i do not re- recommend recording down the phone line we did record tom the, the song that stephen and greg largely wrote tom tom down the phone line covid was on as you both well know and uh there was no way to get together but it's th- that might work for nile Rodgers and and a lot of. Uh, people that are you know studio buffins even prince or something or many kind of uh uh, modern acts but i mean for guys like us or a jazz band or a country and western band any kind of band that's a relatively small ensemble or maybe even a larger ensemble i think you should be in the same room i mean the great john coltrane records i was listening to uh my favorite things by john coltrane which is one of my favorite records and uh mccoy tyner as i have often brought up makes a mistake on the the piano and it's because there it's never been corrected it's a you know he he, it's real hits a bad note and then he immediately goes up and uh (laughs) and it's just because they're all in the same room so they didn't correct it probably maybe in 64 65 you couldn't i don't know but the point is they're organically reacting to each other you know you got a a drummer reacting to a saxophonist a saxophonist reacting to a keyboardist a keyboardist reacting to the bass guy in the doghouse d- double bass and you just can't beat that feel i mean uh, on all my love McCartney hits a, a bad error uh on the bass and uh, what is it uh there's a couple of birds ones i think uh uh, uh keep saying note or why uh, by crosby hillman hits i think a duff note and it's just but you can't you know, to correct that note, it's not really worth it relative to the, the glory of the, the rest of the track, the way the track interacts and hangs together as a solid unit. You can't beat that. So I, I uh, don't recommend recording the long writers recording down the phone line ever again.
0: So with Tom's passing, um, we noticed that he is in the credits for September, November.
2: He's so- on the record
0: yeah so how does that happen if you didn't record until after his passing passing
2: because uh Tom, uh behind me is some CDs and Tom put out like something like four solo albums on cassette or vinyl and then like uh, excuse me on vinyl or uh CD and then t- like an E I think it was an EP and, an, and a kind sort of a hodgepodge collection on cassette so he's more or less got if he added every and then the individual songs that he gave to this label or whatever for become for uh, those assorted various artist tracks tom more or less has about not quite six full albums out so when he died i thought you know he got tom tom on the record but why not have tom on the record and i got the brilliant idea i, I listened to all his stuff because i've got all his records and i saved the two cassettes and i listened to the four albums and i pulled the, i think it was six songs that were the most long rider friendly most long rider ish okay and i gave them to stephen uh uh greg and ed Stasium and said which one of these can we record for the album and uh have a tom tribute and not only and ed Stasium, i think it was came back said not only can we record one of these they all picked the same song by the way not only can we record one of these i think we can save tom if you give me the files i can save tom's bass and vocals so Tom's from from the album Home, which was on Avebury Records. We 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 got flying out of London in the rain, the last track of the album, and we saved Tom's vocal and we saved Tom's bass part. His daughter Sarah Catherine is going, ah! that's her high part. So from the then we, on the we took the rest of the files and got rid of it. So whoever played uh, drums on the files, you replaced. Greg played drums. Steven did, I think, a couple of guitar passes. I can't remember if I played guitar in it or not. I think I did. Um, And I played uh, mandolin on it. And what I did something else. Eh, doesn't matter. So it was lovely. The album ended with Tom on it. I I think we make another record. He'll be on it if we include Bear in the Woods, which I hope we make another record. I hope we include that song. But uh, this was different. This is us recording with him again it is a bit free as a bird by the Beatles recording behind John Lennon but a, a little more legitimate than that because free as a bird was a demo that was a cassette the Fab Four got from Yoko I and mean, this is an out and out you know properly recorded record and I can't even remember who played these the parts on his uh solo album. anyway it's called home and it is the in my opinion the best of Tom's solo albums but there's one other thing I want to interject is I gave them six songs and said, pick a Tom one we can do. And they all picked Flying Out of London in the Rain. Ed picked it, Greg picked it, Stephen picked it. And the point of that story is, it's Tom's song about leaving the Long Riders in 1987, which precipitated our falling apart. We, 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 we struggled on without him for like, I don't know what, not even six months and then just called it a day. So it's an interesting song in that, the song they picked, which I'm sure they didn't know, was literally about him getting on the plane after a, a, a June tour of Europe and realizing I don't want to be in this band anymore. I want to spend time with my young family, which is fair enough. So it's, it, they really picked the right song. It's a very poignant song for us because uh, it's a long rider that's no longer with us singing about no longer being in the long riders. It's, it's pretty damn ironic, pretty damn beautiful and very poignant.
0: Absolutely so Sid, i'm um a sucker for sequencing w- in, um and albums um, i'm definitely an album guy versus a single guy H- how did the, the the sequencing come for this was it band decision ed decision label decision
2: well we all toss it around and uh i think greg said i want september november to to be first which surprised me and i'm pleased so many people like the september november sometime song because i didn't think it was as good as the two songs that are of mine that are still in the can that i mentioned at the top of this interview so um once we got there i think we all agreed seasons change was next and flying down it, it's probably my favorite song on the album it's ed Stasium's. he said it's his favorite song on the album uh we all love that song a lot and it's sort of just you know came together from there i know greg is keen on the the new uh don was not was thinking of uh you have to put the first four songs as strong as possible uh as user-friendly as possible because a lot of people statistics show apparently don't get to the rest of the record but um i listen to most albums as a solid aneity i go from a to Z, as they say in britain and so I listened to the whole thing. I don't have a complaint. I would I, I, would cry if I heard that people were pulling it out after the fifth song, Hand of Fate, and not listening to the rest of the album. That would break my heart. I mean, I don't think there's a clunker on it. There's certainly, you know, a couple of songs I might like slightly less than the others, but that's the story of every album. But certainly I don't think there's a bad song on this record. And... As of today, I found out it's out of stock at the label. They've they've sold everything. They've got to repress both vinyl and repress the CD. Wow! Congratulations!
1: Excellent. Yeah,
2: that's that's a, I mean, it's not life changing, but it's a, it's a big deal in a small world. It's a big deal. Yeah.
0: Especially in especially in today's time with how the music industry is and how. Purchases are being made to sell out on physical product is a big deal these days.
2: Yeah, because didn't it come out the tenth, and where are we now? The twenty seventh. So two weeks and three days, it's 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 gone. Or two weeks and two days, it's gone. They're pressing up the CD already, and the order for the LPs I think went in today. So Mm -hmm. I'm really, I you know, I can't complain.
0: No, no, and the reviews and it's even charting, Sid. So um, I'll everything that we've heard, even. and red. So the, the reviews have all been favorable and personally and in our circle and with our listenership, everybody has only positive things to say, am I right? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: The reviews are, are are all speaking to how this is really an a interesting and it's like a powerful voice moving forward for the band. So you know, Jeff and I can show
2: I, I think it's, you know, who knows, but I think at the end of the day, it may prove to be our best record, who knows, but I I have a stinking suspicion it's it's our best album, who knows, but um, I, I have no complaints, I wish uh, more people knew about it, because everyone that hears it loves it, but I mean, we're not in the hard copy world anymore, I have Green Party friends, who always tell me that you know hard copy is is past and we should stream it's better for the environment and I can dig that but it's just I don't know there's something about hard copies that I like be they vinyl CD or cassette and the other thing the other thing I must is on a selfish level I must say that running out of stock worries me because we're we're in in this as you you two know and most of your listeners know there's a multiplicity of charts out there now. And in one chart, we're number two. And in one chart, we're number three. In another official chart, we're number four. On Amazon, I think we're number two in sales. One, it goes by the hour. But the point is, we're not gonna hit number one if they're out of stock. So I'm so, I'm very pleased that the record sold as well as it has. However, if there's no stock at the, uh, at the, label i'm thinking oh no we're gonna to get to two three and four and then go backwards
1: <laughs> well hopefully we'll be able to
2: we want to have that chant we're number one, we're number one. <laughs> Oops, where's the camera there's the camera
1: easy and we wanted to know about um the decision to bring in murray hammond to help out on a couple of tracks
2: Greg was taken to dinner by Tom DeSavia. Tom DeSavia is the guy that, uh, with John Doe, does those wonderful books on LA rock history. And uh, I got a chapter in the last one, a little plug for myself. And um, they went to Musso and Frank's and, and DeSavia said, hey, I'm going to introduce you to your new bass player. This is Murray Hammond. And Murray is the uh, bass player that, for one of a better phrase, is taking Tom's place um i feel weird saying that because elaine stevens might see this and elaine knows i'd love her to pieces that's tom's wife but um you know he can't take tom's place but as long as murray hammond can balance being in the long riders and his original band that's his you know primary love the old 97s then he's our bass player i suspect if we keep playing for another two years three years which i certainly hope we do we you know we're not young um that Murray will be there, but I imagine if we do play two, three, four years, uh, there may become a time when Murray's old 97s want his action and the long riders want his uh, uh, musicality, and we have to go get somebody else. So I don't know who we'd get then, but but certainly Murray's a great guy. I uh, I I originally put forth Mickey Steele from the Bengals, but uh, she was... Uh, Kind of not available. I mean, I don't want to say not available. But she, she was maybe mildly interested, but, you know, that. I would loved if Mickey had done it. But I can't, can't complain about Murray, you two. He's just a sweetheart, a good singer, real good bass player, and and just a sweet guy. I mean, Murray, like my son Noah, my wife and I always say, my son Noah doesn't have a bad bone in his body. He's the sweetest little boy ever. Murray doesn't have a bad bone in his body. Really doesn't.
0: And he seems to be a good fit soraya was at the show yeah. in november when i was in north carolina um and she said the show was fantastic and yeah that he just seemed yeah. to be a really good fit on stage
2: i remember when uh uh barry shank the guy that wrote ivory tower was playing bass for us he wanted to move to austin and go back to university and towards the end of his tenure with us um some of his friends of course came to the show in la this is like Summer 82 or spring 1982, and said that now that the band is shifted somewhat towards a sort of class, the clash play country sound. <laughs> I like Barry. Was a, Barry was a very much a power pop guy with like Big Star and Badfinger and that kind of crowd. That Barry didn't fit anymore. And I i know now that I look back at some of the photographs and, and things, I know what they mean, and I know what you mean about Murray Hammond. Sometimes, um, some people just fit. And sometimes they don't in terms of uh, their their uh, personality, in terms of the way they look on stage, in terms of the way they dress, in terms of the way uh, they interact. Sometimes you got a really shy guy and you have three extroverts or the other way around and it looks weird. And it's like a relationship. I mean, uh, you can have two uh, people that are both interested in the pace of the Underground or basketball, or you can have two people that are both interested in uh, uh, hieroglyphics and egyptian uh, history and if they don't click it doesn't matter that that couple is interested in the same things you have to sort of click somewhere along the line to get a relationship going be it musical or personal or rom- romantic i dare say and we definitely click with murray um
0: yeah it definitely shows in the recordings um so we should mention that that he uh plays on three of the songs on the album tracks two three and
2: four right so seasons change flying I don't in, know you'd have to look at the crap I, I think yeah. he plays on the stuff that's in the can because he played on at oh. least five songs okay yeah yeah he so, didn't play on uh, three he definitely played on at least five songs and okay. then Steve played on some I I the only the only regret I really have about this package is Murray's picture should be in it mm. that was a mistake I, I I didn't think about it and then when I got it and flipped through it at home I thought oh that's a shame We should have had murray's mug on there he's such a nice guy
0: and there are pictures of the band with murray um through in the desert i think i've seen a couple pictures probably you guys or something so there are those pictures exist they're
2: around and pictures of us on stage you can go on youtube and see clips of us playing with murray so it's not like there aren't but i just in the package it would have been nice to have him there because it is the one thing that a lot of my friends say it is sad where's that there it is it is sad to see three people on the cover you know, yeah. it's sad. It's, you know, it was a four-piece band forever. And now there's just three guys on the cover. That is sad, but such is life. Yeah.
0: And So in the photographs, there's this guy right here. Very uh, covered with facial hair.
2: Yeah. I, I, have,
0: I love that look, Sid. I love it. What well, happened?
2: my wife and kids got tired of it. So after, I think I had it 10 months and I shaved it. It's funny because uh, I realized going back to the unclaimed EP, which funny enough, today I saw two unclaimed EPs at, at uh, got friends' houses. You just, you know, it's weird in one day. And uh, I just realized basically I just, I'm an older Sid Griffin. Every couple of years I put out a record. So I thought I wanted to change my look. So I didn't want to shave my head or dye my hair pink. And so I grew a <laughs> beard, which is, a, and I had it for about 10 months. But finally my 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 wife and kids said no, so I had to get rid I didn't I didn't have to get rid of it but they were certainly passively aggressively <laughs> seeking <laughs> its <to> shave
0: <laughs> i I completely understand in my my personal situation but I loved the looks that that was a great look thank you so um I wanted to talk about a couple of songs uh, like you if uh, I'm sad to hear that that there could possibly be people that don't make it just in general listening to records don't make it past the first four tracks because there's like you mentioned a lot of these are great tracks but one of my favorites is to the manor born that track has so much soul in it and um i think that's one of those things where one of the reasons why i feel the band really branched out um and did some new things i mean it def that song has some soul to it and um after the chorus there's that that part is just fantastic i love it and then you do you've got country blues and then um that's what they say about love which to me has that yeah cool feel i mean you've done things kind of like that before but it really feels like the band was branching out here
2: i i i i i am of the opinion that um when we did the the uh, uh serious out xm outlaw country cruise i was amazed how many bands dressed in black with country country and western clothing in black particularly the men over and over and over you know black shirt black boots black levi's and the shirt would have country and western piping on and the opposite you know uh roses or playing cards or dice or whatever or, or a cacti with a wagon wheel <laughs> and i was amazed how many of the bands dressed alike and the other thing was uh this this concept of rocking out i mean uh the long run is how many times have we've have we proven live or in the studio we can rock out? I mean, we've done that. We've done. It's like beating this horse that's long deceased. So I was uh, in the forefront of saying let's have different instruments and uh, a different approach because uh, you know after you've rocked out with Seasons Change and Elmer Gantry you know, God, come on. So we have our first instrumental song for Ukraine. We have our first overtly bluesy song with Country Blues Kitchen. Great uh, song. The, 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 the swing, the almost uh Django Reinhardt swing of That's What They Say About Love, uh, Until God Takes Me Away, kind of to me, I thought it was some, Blackbird by the Beatles. And now I realize it's more like Lindsay Buckingham backing up Stevie Nicks on one of those landslide or one of those kind of tracks and just expand it because... Uh, you know, we 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 have done what we've done. I mean, there's I don't really feel the need to to keep churning out these pounding rockers. Obviously, they'll be on the next record as well. But you know, I just feel like we've done that. So let's bring out the mandocello. Let's bring out the mandolin. Let's bring out the banjo. Let's do some. Let's do an instrumental. Let's do a blues. Let's have Karenza Peacock play uh, fiddle. Let's have DJ Bonebreak of X play the the vibes. I mean just and and I'm pleased to say that seems to be as you've pointed out just then a lot of people like that very pleased that that side or that experiment whatever you want to call it has worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I reckon it to um the Beatles white album. You do. Uh, you don't it, the band doesn't sound like the Beatles but it's got that kind of vibe where there's a lot going on yeah. but it's still cohesive at the same time which is something very difficult to pull off to have a variety of things but still fit into the same project and you guys did it master master i i
2: I call it a white album approach too i i know that on some steven's in the four and the one song tom's in the four and some i'm slightly in the four but it just you know i i I think it was the right move at the right time i really think it's the right move at the right time and i'm hoping the next album which already i'm hoping the next album which Bear bear the woods which kicks some butt down to the well which kicks some butt the two songs of mine, one of which is, uh, uh, you know, it's mid-tempo. It's not really a butt kicker and blah, blah. Anyway, I, I'm hoping we'll do more of this. I mean, not the same, but more. I mean, we, just, we you know, like have four or five pounding butt kickers, but that's enough. We don't need 12 of them. We, we've, <laughs> done we've done that. We've done that so we can say this record is very dynamic for sure so yeah like- it's dynamic and it's different and uh as Greg says you know it's a grown-ups record we're not kids anymore when you're a young guy you write these silly lyrics that as you age they don't last we don't have many sexist misogynics misogynistic lyrics at all thank God um there's always time
0: you got but plenty yeah of time.
2: I mean the, the, in the horrible Trump world we live in there's always time to be something stupid but uh, we don't have those kind of lyrics, and I'm really proud of that. But uh, there are a few lyrics in the early days I, I, only a young man would write. And now I think it, uh, it's like Nick Lowe. His, Nick Lowe's last few solo records are terrific. and the, Or Crosby's last few solo records, the late David Crosby. They're all based on I'm an old guy now, my hair's gray, and I don't want to, like, s- s- force myself into leather trousers and be what I was at age 24. And uh, that's, that's certainly what i was saying to the band and which i'm very proud to say i think they were right i didn't have to convince anybody they were right with me
0: as a fan i want to say thank you for that you're welcome yeah that's a great approach and sorry it looks like we only have a couple minutes left is there anything that you wanted to say before we wrap up before zoom closes out our session
1: i mean sid said it perfectly but that was one of the observations i had is The writing on this album is so strong. And when I look at the albums where you're credited, September, November sometime, Flying Down, Elmer Gantry is Alive and Well, Song for Ukraine, That's What They Say About Love, Tom Tom and Until God Takes Me Away. You take us through this whole breath of meditations on life. And all the songs on, on this album do that. And they take us from, hey, I'm thinking about looking ahead and wondering about you know, after I'm gone, what's left? But also, uh, what matches the beauty of the words is the beauty of the the music. So when you bring in the mandolin, when you bring in all the fiddle and everything, it it just takes me into another place, and I can't oh, thank I, the band enough know, for that.
2: I wish I could turn this around. I better not. There's a there's a banjo there. There's a twelve string acoustic there. There's a mandolin there. There's a acoustic guitar, a Les Paul, and a Stratocaster there. The rooms, and there's an amp there, and there's an amp that I held up earlier. And I just feel like, why can't they all be on the record? I do love the electric guitar. I play the electric guitar every day, but why can't they be all on the record? When we're, we're we we have more to say than just pound, 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 four four time. And I, uh, I don't know. The, I can only sum it up by saying it's a. We're we're painting from a wider palette, from a greater spread and choice of colors than we've ever painted before. And I think it suits us. I think it suits us well. I'm so pleased we did it. Absolutely.
0: And we are too. Yes. We are
2: yeah. too. Great. Well, thank you all. This is very kind.
0: So if um our audience wants to buy the record, since it's since the these are no
2: longer available from the distributor what they're they're in they're in the shops and they're in the the one stops where they can get it okay Okay. it's not they're but they're the label has none and their their stocks are dwindling that you can still get on Amazon or the cherry red website and find it and you can still go to freak beat records in the San Fernando Valley and find it and Midnight Records in Manhattan and find it They're, they're they're still around but we're having to press up more, and it's a wonderful problem to have.
0: Yeah. So let this be um, a warning to our audience: get it now. Don't wait because yeah. there may there may be a gap when it's unavailable. So, yeah. Question um, yeah. number one. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: And I also wanted to ask Sid uh, for our fans, especially in Europe. We know that there are a few dates coming up in Europe. Where can they go to find the most updated information? Um, uh you can tour. go
2: to tour long riders have a have a uh long riders have a, a website and sid griffin has a website and the two pages are updated identically there's ticket links on both longriders.com and sidgriffin.com you look under tour dates there's ticket links you can you can buy tickets now for the tour it starts may 18th in lemington spa and then the next gig is london and uh they're selling really well. I mean that that live thing. It doesn't bother me at all. They're selling really well. I'm hoping we'll see you all in summer when we play some American dates, maybe with Peter Case, and on board. I hope that's Please. the plan. And then uh, we play in October in Europe again for about three and a half, four weeks in October. Beautiful. So that's the plan right now. Right.
0: Okay. We hope to catch you there.
1: Absolutely, somewhere either in Europe or in the U.S. You never <laughs> well, know.
2: I, I think we, I hope we, the American dates, we're having to, I don't know what's going on, but I hope you don't have to fly to Europe again to see <laughs> the you ought to be able to see in your backyard. That would be nice.
1: Yes. So I think, Jeff, uh, Sid, we can't thank you enough. The wonderful Sid Griffin for joining us today, talking about this amazing album, uh, which, go get it. Yes. Uh, make them go number one. It's yeah. a It's a trip. It is a trip. (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
2: It's a trip. You got to get a record. It's a trip.
1: see. There you go. Thank you. Thank you all so
2: much because we are proud of it. We really are. As
0: you should be. Thank you, Sid. We really appreciate it. And we hope to talk to you soon, at least for the next record.
2: Anytime. Anytime. I thoroughly enjoy. I mean, I'm a self-centered guy. I'm own Sweet way. I love talking about music. and It's my music even better.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Thank you, Sid. We really appreciate it. Take care. <laughs>
1: all right. Bye you all. Bye-bye.
0: Hey! <laughs> wow, Soraya. Sid Griffin. Woo! Do you think he's Look, uh, pleased with this record?
1: I think Sid may be a little pleased with this record.
0: <laughs> we are too.
1: But let's be honest. I love hearing Sid Griffin talk about his craft. There is, a, I mean, we talk to a lot of musicians who love what they do. Sid Griffin is one more of those guys. And I just like to hear him talk about
0: it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as he mentioned at the end, um, I don't know if we were still recording, but one thing I like about Sid Griffin, he's definitely a music fan. Yes. So um, I love to hear when people that love music create music themselves, but also appreciate um, uh other artists or the form, right? Um right. music in general. Uh, Ronnie and I met for lunch yesterday and we were talking a little bit about that. And I'm I'm a little bit of a um a Swifty. <laughs> There's the um which started with Taylor Swift folklore. But one thing that I always liked about her is she's a huge music fan, and Sid Griffin is the same way. Just like you you saw the backdrop that he had um in his exercise jam room, all those CDs, and he's just a, a fan of music and uh, it's it's great to hear. When people like that make music, so I really enjoyed. He's
1: a very, he's a good student of music too. Because as he was, you know, pulling facts about different albums and different songs, you know, to me, I was just in awe. I'm like, for a guy that's listened to hours and hours and hours—I mean, days, weeks, months of music—and to still be able to remember, oh, that song and yep. this little bit right here, I find it fascinating. You know, Jeff, I want to go back to your question about the sequencing for a second. Okay. Because I think this album has a very curious order and curious in the sense that it really makes sense. Because like Sid, Sid said, September, November sometimes comes out and it's a, it's hard. It's a hard rocking tune. And then we end with, you know, a very meditative a reflective song by tom stevens you know with a new orchestrate you know a new arrangement new orchestration behind it but we have tom speaking uh speaking his voice and flying out of london and so it starts high energy and then it ends on this very meditative note and i thought it was so interesting that it's tom's voice that closes this album yeah and i Even more interesting is what Sid told us. And he said, hey, there are two songs that didn't make it here that are Tom's. And our hope is that he'll be part of, you know, whatever that next release would be, whether it be an EP or be an LP. So I find that sort of brotherhood, you know, that bandhood, very encouraging isn't the right word it's very loving you know he's still here he's still part of us his voice is still a part of this band and to highlight that i think is really beautiful and that was something that that was an adjective i kept coming back to this song is really beautiful these words are beautiful as i was as i've been listening to this album they go in a lot of directions and it all makes sense it's not like scattered you know and when I think about that sequencing, you know I don't know whether to tip my hat to Greg, Steven and Sid or to tip my hat to Ed or to all of them
0: all of them yeah
1: because it's a very cohesive album tracks 1 through 12 agreed and if there are six tracks that didn't make it, I damn well want to hear it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Now, I yeah. did want to ask you a question. What did you think about um Song for Ukraine, this instrumental track being at the midpoint?
0: Yeah, I I like it. To me, I think it's I don't know. Um I could see that as a closing track, um but I do like it. I feel like it's a cleanser. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a good a good word to use. It's like um in wine tasting, you taste a couple of glasses of wine and then you have like a cracker. Yeah. Um, I don't want to downplay what how great of a song it is because it's a great song, but it's also um and I think Sid said that's their first instrumental. Um I was trying to to um think through their catalog and remember um it I mean it must be true, Sid said it. So um but um yeah, I I think it's a good end, but like you said, ending with Tom's track um is perfect. So um in a normal situation, I would have liked that to be a closer, but in this particular situation, because Tom closes the whole thing out and it's just it's perfect way to end. I like it uh, where it is like basically in, in the middle-ish of the album. And it's a great tune. Something's going on in it.
1: And I I I really wonder if si- it is right where people just kind of listen to tracks one through five and then cut
0: yeah and Uh,
1: and i think they're really missing out because you mentioned to the man are born
0: i love that song And
1: that song do not sleep on the song this is a stephen mccarthy song so good and uh those lyrics will creep up on you yeah and sit with you i mean it's and it's the same with um with country blues Kitchen. that was another one for me that you know it was kind of a sleeper and then like the third go around with the album and just like boom yeah i'm like oh wait i need to hear that track one more time yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i was listening to it in the car yesterday too again probably for the fifth or sixth time um since my copies just came in since we got back but yeah i think it's a it's a strong album through and through
1: yeah
0: and um i meant it when i said that everybody that we've talked to is said nothing but great things about it. So uh, I often wonder, like, if the things that I hear, people are hearing the same thing. Like I mentioned, like, I I think um, they've, they've spread themselves um, to do some new things on this. I'm glad other people are hearing that. And then when I mentioned the correlation that I have personally with, like, the White Album, The Beatles, um, it has that kind of feel to it, to me also. So I'm glad that I'm not the only one who thinks some of these things. So yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you on the sequencing that, that it's good, but yeah, I hope, I hope that I'm not the only one that's a fan of album, the album medium. And I know we're, we're getting to more like it was in the 50s, 60s, where it's more singles based and that's a lot to do with streaming, but This is a good album through and through, and he's right. Those first four—that's that's that's a a powerful way to start the album. Change, come on, that's a great song too. After, and
1: and, uh, I mean, flying down is another one to me that that like it's the first time I heard it it stuck with me, and I haven't been able to shake it.
0: Yeah, you won't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the same with Elmer Gantry.
0: Yeah, Elmer Gantry
1: is alive and well. Yeah. pure social commentary
0: Mm -hmm. if you
1: listen to the lyrics you'll know exactly who they're talking about
0: indeed indeed Um, but whether you're listening to it on 45 or 33
1: very (laughs) very true very true I I mean look they paint a very wide brush now in, in this album and I remember reading a uh, one review, and the reviewer—I'm paraphrasing—but the reviewer said they are redefining alt country, but they're like alt country with a folk spirit because they have a lot of things to say. There's a lot of social commentary in these, and it's a lot of meditation on life and death, on love on Lost, I, I mean, there's a lot going on here, and the way they s- express themselves is just, it's a solid album, and it's a great listen, yeah, it's a great listen, and trust me, the, I, I saw the runtime was about 43 minutes, you will not know where 43 minutes went,
0: yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it's as long as that, but which is I not, mean, it that definitely doesn't,
1: doesn't feel that way, no, 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 you know and then with an instrumental track also and please don't skip that Mm -hmm. because as jeff mentioned that's a palate cleanser one but two it like resets the energy because the next six tracks really take you on a different journey um lyrically speaking musically speaking the fact that dj bone break is on this yeah playing (laughs) vibes i mean yeah there's such a wealth of music and musicality on this you need to hear this more than once
0: I was gonna that's exactly what I was gonna say this album is definitely something that um deserves repeated listens and I mean I've only had I've only had it in my hands since we've been back Soraya from the UK so a week and a half so I haven't had it that long but I feel like this is the kind of record that um, we'll have, um, sustainability. I don't know if that's the right word, yeah. but listenability for, for quite some time as of m- most of the band's records, whether it's their best and will end up being the best. I think native sons is hard to top in my personal opinion. I mean, all, I like all their records. They're all great, including the 2019 psychedelic, like right. so. but, um, I, this might be up there definitely in the top couple. For sure. I, I, At
1: this
0: point, we'll see. We'll see in what I say next year.
1: I agree with you, and I think there's something to be said about that. Um, what they give us, I mean, uh, I find it funny that Greg Souders thought the title was appropriate because they're in the autumn of their career. No, I I'd say if anything, they're summer. still in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, because there's a lot of there's a lot to go. Yeah. Um And I'm for our listeners in Europe, please go and see them because uh, they're not only going to be in the UK, um, but uh, I think there are some Spain dates. I'm trying to remember, but there's quite a few European dates. Go see them. And for those of us here in the US, I can only cross my fingers. I love the idea of a summer tour. And he mentioned Peter Case, who I absolutely adore. So I'm like. That's a fun build, no matter how you slice it.
0: Yes, I hope that happens.
1: And Jeff, you and I are not adverse to taking a road trip to go see a band, but um, it would be really nice to have them here in the U.S. in our own backyard, as Sid said, um, and be able to enjoy them. They're just so high energy, so much fun. I
0: agree.
1: uh, uh, Thank you, Sid Griffin.
0: Yes, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, and Jeff, well, we've talked to three of four okay because we were very fortunate to speak quite more than once with the great Tom Stevens Hmm. we've also chatted with Greg Souders Jeff there's only one long writer left on our unicorn list and that is the great Stephen McCarthy
0: yes
1: hopefully soon
0: Yes. yes and we have hope and we've we're we're in discussions, let's just say. And um, it sounds favorable, so.
1: Okay, wait. Before we end this, can we just go back to what Sid told us? <coughs> that before Murray, he thought of Mickey Steele.
0: I was going to say, Sarah. And... and he said,
1: and that she was mildly interested.
0: Yes, that, that part surprised me.
1: I you know what when i think about her style of playing i can see it
0: it's mm. not that i can't yeah
1: i could see it um but wow that was a name i was not expecting
0: no no at
1: all no
0: <laughs> but yeah. i love
1: hearing it but we know that uh
0: um,
1: mickey Steele is living her life in the way that she wants and loves to live it and uh I good know and hope that Mickey still knows that we absolutely love and appreciate her, no matter what she does, yep in good. or out of the spotlight, but That's just good. hearing her name connected with the lawgarers wow it made me just think of I could to, I could so see her on stage, I could see her doing x, y, and Z, I could yeah. see her just jamming. i I loved it, yeah, but um yeah
0: that that she was a, that was a shocker for me.
1: That was a very cool,
0: yeah, agree, I agree,
1: but, as we've said before, Murray Hammond does oh does a very good job, and, like Sid said, no one will ever take the place of Tom Stevens,
0: no, but no. the
1: spirit of Tom Stevens and the spirit of his playing, I think Murray Murray comes in and definitely gives us what we need
0: yeah yeah and as we talked to him he he was a big tom fan so yes and he said it was wasn't easy to learn tom's parts because tom was a very good bass player yep very proficient and knows what he was doing but he also wanted to honor tom and his playing as well so not a bad bone in his body um murray according to sid so no i can't and neither think.
1: was there a bad bone in his body tom stevens mm. good guy he was great to us and we're constantly grateful, yeah, for the time that we had with it.
0: Yes, rest in power, Tom.
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Jeff, this was great.
0: That was fun. That was fun. People, get this now. If you don't own it, go find it. Yes, please. Today, <laughs> you,
1: you will love the listen.
0: Yes, indeed. We All guarantee right, it. it. All right, sorry.
1: Mi gente, agrubiar.
0: Groove on, Paisley people.
2: September, November is the new album by the Long Riders. It's out March 10th worldwide on Cherry Red Records. You got your lyrics right there. You can download it. You'll be able to stream it. You'll be able to take a bite out of it. On March 10th, Cherry Red Records. We're very proud of the record. The vinyl is ready and pressed up. You don't have to wait for it. There's a CD booklet with all the lyrics by Stephen McCarthy and myself. Greg Souders is our drummer, as you know. Murray Murray Hammond from the old '97s will be playing bass on the tour we're going to tour uh europe in may june we're going to tour the united states sometime in july or august and we're gonna do another wrap around europe in october something like that to wind the year up but the album september november we're very proud of it it's on cherry red records and tapes it's out march 10th what else can i say but go man go